Welcome to yet another edition of Fresh Off the Boat. I'm delighted to uh, be chatting with uh, Naima Sood. Uh, she is uh, a student who's at York University in Canada. And today's podcast, we'll try to uh, get and share information about opportunities studying in Canada, in the greater Toronto region in particular. So the first question to you, Naima, is tell us about your school and the college within York University that you're at, and how has your journey been so far? Um, hi, so nice, uh, nice to talk to you all. So I'm Naima. I'm in my third year of sociology, doing a minor in communication. I'm at the bilingual campus of York at the Glendon campus. It is um, located in North York, the rich and upper part of Toronto. Um, my last three years at York have been absolutely something that I cherish. It's been the most wonderful experience and the opportunities that I've received being at this um, college has been something that is um, really changed me and helped me evolve and grow as a human being. Um, I've been involved in various student clubs and sat in various different committees. So let alone this year, I was um, helping out with UNICEF at York. I became one of the executives for the UNICEF at York club and helped um, fundraising for kids in water stone areas. Um, I also am sitting on the new Glendon Principal Search Committee, which is helping my college find a new principal. Um, and Glendon, even though like, there's this misconception that small colleges don't have a lot of clubs and opportunities, I think that um, small colleges do have that. You just have to search for them. It's interesting when you say small because you know the word small doesn't get associated with Canadian universities. So how does the uh, York University system work in particular because of the two campus, uh, one university concept? Um, so uh, the two campuses, Keele and Glendon, you have the opportunity of taking, taking courses at both campuses. So the reason why I picked Glendon was that I also have an opportunity to go to the bigger campus. So you can do your major and minor at, at the Keele campus and come back and stay at Glendon or vice versa. So you have the best of both worlds there. And also um, Keele, like you can go to Keele and join clubs and everything there. And we have a shuttle bus that goes between campuses for free, for free and it's 40 minutes. So you get the best of both. So tell us a little bit about Glendon. Uh, how small is small? Uh, compared to a liberal arts college, let's say, in the U.S.? Um, small would be around the same size as Sarah Lawrence. So like 1,500? 1,500, 2,000 yeah. students? Okay. Yeah. And, and in terms of, uh, you know, we associate liberal arts education with very generous uh, faculty members who have open doors and welcome students, uh, mm -hmm. advising uh, student yeah. body, which is really sort of, uh, engaged in taking active role roles in sort of uh, seeing how the college is working. Yeah. Is that all? Uh, is is it similar to what you yeah, experienced? Yeah, exactly the same. You can actually walk into your prof offices at any point, have a conversation with them about internship opportunities, research opportunities. You don't even even have to email them to set up meetings. They just like e like you know say, hey, I'm in here. Come and meet me now. You know, and that's the great part about it. Um, these um, opportunities of meeting academic advisors is also super easy. 
they have walk-in appointments, drop-ins. They reply to your emails really quickly. So I think the great part about a small college is how easily and quickly you can access the services available. Fine, great. So if you were to talk about the colleges around Toronto and the space York occupies, and rankings don't tell the whole story, uh, what is great about York? What is not so great in comparison to, say, U of T or a Waterloo or a Queens and uh, mm -hmm. others, Wilfrid Laurier and such? So I think the great part about York is, like, for me as a person, I'm not really competitive as such. I grew up in a very, like, growing up in India in that competitive education system, I realized that's not my personality fit. I don't want to be, like, fighting with people to get that hundred. Uh, but while York does focus on the academic side of things, it also allows you the opportunity to flourish in your extracurriculars and other opportunities. York encourages you to take part in those various different clubs and things. There's not a lot of academic pressure as such, which I know may sound very, um, like, you know, dissuading to a lot of students who are just so focused on their academics. But I mean, I think you have to kind of get into college and step out of that zone and kind of like find a balance between the two. So that's the major difference I find between York and other universities. Also with USC and things, the campus is really large. So you can like, when you walk down, like I've been to the St. George campus of USC, it's very scattered. So it's really hard to find your way around as a first year student, you know, they're like different buildings. It's right, it's like across a couple of streets. So you can very easily get lost while at York, at least it's like in one area. So while the university is massive, you really can't get lost at York because it's just one set of one area. Great. In terms of majors, do you see uh, the Glendon College campus of York University having sort of more popular majors versus, say, just the larger York University campus? Um, I think. Um, not as much. Like the York the Key Camp is definitely more popular because a lot of the students that come in are looking to go into sciences or technology. Hence, the bigger campus is more popular. And Canada isn't really known for its liberal arts system. So York, like Glendon's the only college that offers the liberal arts system. So it still needs to get discovered, and more information needs to be given out that you know there is a liberal arts college. Sure. Do you have other examples in Canada, not necessarily in Ontario, which uh, sort of follow a more liberal artsy sort of system? Mm, not really, no. So, okay, not that you know of. Yeah, the, 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 obviously there are a few uh, in the Vancouver area, Quest University mm. and Mount Allison uh, in the Northeast. So uh, when you say liberal arts, does it really give you the flexibility? Does it really allow you to change your major and things like that? Yes, it definitely does. I mean, in my second year, I had the opportunity of adding a minor in communication. I didn't want to switch out of my major because I love sociology that much. But you definitely do have the flexibility to change out of majors, um, go and dabble in different things. And York even encourages you to do so. So in your first year, you have to take gen ed, general education courses, which allow you to dabble in the sciences, um, logic, humanities, and um, critical thinking. So you dabble in all of those until you find what you're truly like aligned towards, you know, and then you can figure out where to go from there. 
How is the setting like, the Glendon College setting? Is it very suburban, wealthy suburban, or is it a small town? Or how would you describe it? So I would definitely describe it as wealthy suburban. Um, it is, I'm, I'm not going to lie, it's pretty expensive staying at Glendon, staying in and around Glendon. I mean, we promote Glendon by saying Drake's our next door neighbor, but Drake's also our next door neighbor because he's rich and he can afford it. So living in the bridal park, um, it's not easy. It's pretty tough and it's close to grocery, like um, getting to grocery stores in the TDC and stuff is relatively easy. There's just there's a bus stop right outside campus so you can just take the take the first public transit get to the grocery stores but it is expensive yeah right so if you were to uh, look at housing as an option so only the first year students are guaranteed how to housing is that what it is no actually all all the best part about Glendon is that you're guaranteed housing for four years so i've stayed on residence for the last three years and I've always gotten a spot and the best part about residence is that you have single rooms so you get your own room get your own space you do also have the option of a double room as well but yeah I've lived in a single room for the last three years. Okay great so talking about tell us a little bit about sociology and how your interest developed which streams have you explored within sociology and how do you see it applying in the real world in your student positions at the UNICEF club and other things that you're perhaps thinking of doing? Um, so my interest for sociology actually grew when I took humanities here in India and I had um, sociology as a subject in ISC. One of my teachers was so passionate about the subject that she really encouraged me to get into the field and I love studying about society and social media and politics. So going into my first year at Glendon, when I took my major sociology, I dabbled in a variety of different courses. I took courses about crime. I took courses on um, population in Canada. And I think what interested me the most was the comparisons that I could draw between India and Canada coming, you know, like one's a developed nation, one's a developing nation. And just the like between the two, you know, trying to write thesis papers and things on the same really made my interest grow about comparing these two societies and their development. Great. Have there been any uh, major influencers, uh, professors, or authors uh, who you feel have people should know more about? Um, yes. Um, so I um, recently have been reading this author called Yuval Noah Hariri. Um, his book on 21st lessons for the 21st century. I previously read Homo sapiens and Homo deserus, and that book gave me so much of perspective into what the past was, what the future, what the future was, and what the present is according to him. And the things that he spoke about media and technology and Facebook and confirmation bias theories really interested me and made my love grow more for studying about the media and society. Great. What are the internships or opportunities on campus or outside jobs uh, that you've experienced so far? And what are you looking forward to do next? Um, so there are a lot of um, finding jobs on campus. is It is hard being an international student because of the fact that most of the jobs are reserved for Canadian students because of the fact that they have, like, you know, most have loans to play, pay off and things. So they mostly keep those jobs for them. So it's really hard to actually find a job. 
I had to really kind of weed my way through to get jobs. So I first, for the first term, I worked as an administrative assistant to the admissions department. So um, that opportunity I got, honestly, was just by asking around. You really have to kind of go around different neighborhoods, go around campus, look at different clubs, look at different avenues to find a job. Um, I also kind of went around with a friend in Toronto, handing out my resumes to find a job as a yoga teacher. And I did end up getting one. And I taught kids yoga for a little bit in Toronto. So there are opportunities. It's just about finding your way through them. And Glendon also has this great network called Glendon Work, which is an online website where you can go ahead and look for opportunities and employers post opportunities about whether they're hiring and you can apply. So, yeah. Great. I think you mentioned about yoga, and I've been following that last time we met. Uh, how did your interest in yoga arise? And then what have you done? What's your journey with yoga been so far and how it's impacting the rest of your life? So um, my journey with yoga actually began when I was, I think, around six or seven when my mom kind of forced me into going to kids yoga camp. And it was during the middle of the summer and I'm like, why am I waking up at 7 a.m. to go for yoga camp? You know, no seven-year-old practice. But um, I went for it and I found my love for yoga there with all these other kids who were just trying to get into all these cool asanas, like the headstand and the handstand. And since then, I've been on the spiritual journey of finding my, you know, my inner balance with yoga. I decided to get my teacher's training certificate after um, I really wanted to spread the message of healing and love and growth because it's, there's just so much of negativity in the world right now that I really wanted to spread that message around. So I went and got my teacher's training certificate in yoga. And um, it's really impacted my life in Canada as well. I'm definitely a more calm person. I don't kind of get angry at the spur of a moment, you know, and don't lose my cool. And it's really impacted my friends and uh, people around me that I've got opportunities to teach yoga classes to my friends. There are times when my friends are having a breakdown in the middle of the day, they're like, Naima, we need your meditation to help us get through our final exams or essays or deadlines. So it really has impacted my life in a positive way, even in Canada. Fascinating. That's a great, uh, great story and hopefully inspiration, not for, just for people who want to try out yoga, but anything, any form of uh, mindfulness uh, and uh, fitness. So if you were to, uh, uh, you know, tell us about three strengths that you have in words, like adjectives, which three adjectives would sort of capture your strengths. Okay. Well, oh, there's so many. But okay, narrowing it down to three. Not so, humble, um, of course, because there are so many. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I think it would be compassionate, generous, and driven. Those would be the three that I would describe myself with. At least for now. Might change later on. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Um, you know, if the world goes back to normal and things uh, miraculously sort of uh, get sorted out, not just of the coronavirus, but also, you know, a safer world, a much more balanced world. Uh, so what do you think uh, you would want to really change about yourself or have already thought about changing about yourself 
in the last two months of lockdown? So, like, definitely, it's been a really reflective time. I've like the last month, I've just been spending doing online courses, mostly adjusting to the time difference, not really like going any time to settle back in. So, like, once I got this month off, I'm kind of just sitting and wanting to declutter my life mostly and kind of realizing I've been hanging on to a lot of material possessions and like the second thing I realized is that there's a lot to be grateful for I think we forget about the little happinesses that we do have about having a home being able to access resources such as masks having food available and like just looking outside of the migrant crisis that's happening in India right now with thousands of people like starving and not getting food and trying to go back to the villages I just like you know sat and reflected about how I'm just grateful for everything that I have and how I want to just declutter my life. Great. So we last question that I wanted to ask you was about mm -hmm. advice you would want to give students who are stuck in a limbo. Um, mm -hmm. They were planning to go to college and high school seniors who have been admitted. Uh, they should be excited about you know at this time. Uh, get all the visa work done, get vaccinations, get a packing list sort of ready. Yeah. Uh, and now they don't know if there's going to be an opportunity to even travel or get to campus mm -hmm. in the fall. And then there's the other side where people who are supposed to graduate from university and college and looking forward to their jobs or internships. And that too is uh, kind of now taken away from them. Many companies have rescinded their offers or deferred their sort of start dates. How do you advise people when they don't know what to do at such uncertain times? Wow. Okay. I'm also trying to figure that out myself right now how to keep myself, you know, positive and upbeat, especially in such uncertain times. But I mean, like, for students are just. from them I would tell them like I know it's not the same doing it online and having online classes and having your cross week online and things but I would still say that don't lose hope I really do believe that this is a phase into a path and um, I do know that colleges across the world or at least from my perspective my college at least is working super hard to provide you with the resources that you actually feel like you're on campus and we're like we're slaving day and night to make sure you have a good crush week, we can answer all of your questions and queries, you know, so just, I mean, just keep a positive and upbeat attitude about it. And I do believe this will pass, you know, and talk to people from across the globe, you know, like colleges form Facebook groups, you know, there you can interact with people, form friendships. So as much as we criticize social media, I think use social media as a boon right now. Thank you so much, Naima. Look forward to uh, you know future conversations with you. Our students who are interested in sociology or are interested in knowing more about studying in Canada will definitely gain from listening to this conversation. Even your personal growth journey through yoga is uh, fairly inspiring. And personally, I feel a deep connection with that too. So thank you for sharing uh, all the things that you do with us. Thank all the best. You. Thank you. Good luck.